Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Truth with Susie Ann. And this is your host, Susie Ann. Our topic for today is the royal diet. I haven't done a podcast on food laws, so what I'm really going to do today is to read an excerpt from my How to Be Royal book. Which gives an overview of really what we should eat from what we should not eat. Let's begin. Good food is a requirement for health and wellness, so royals have to take care of what we eat. The royals at Buckingham Palace exclude shellfish, potatoes, and rice because of the high probability of food poisoning from their diet. As spiritual royals, we also have things that are required to be excluded from our earthly diet, according to Leviticus 20 verses 25 to 26 and Leviticus 11 verses 1 to 23, so that this body of ours stays stronger for longer. Let's get into some of the reasons why. I know we like to try new things and explore, but for a royal, restraint is an integral part of your reign. Some things are just not for us, and these rules were not made to prohibit us, but to ensure our longevity. Some religious groups have come to the conclusion that these food laws were abolished, but in every kingdom and religion, there is a specific diet set out to achieve health, not just in physical health, but in spirituality. As I pointed out earlier, the Queen of England has her own rules about certain food that the household of royals must obey. Yahuwah also has his own rules about things that he would not like us to ingest inside our holy temples, which houses our spirit. Hebrews 10 verses 5 says wherefore when he cometh into the world he saith sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not but a body hast thou prepared me yahuwah does not change what he says he means and what he means he says it is impossible for elohim to lie the list displayed in leviticus 11 is not for any set religion but it is for all of us Truth be told, the benefits of this diet taken in the right proportions, accompanied with exercise, can only be proven by a long-term observation, which most of you don't really care for. The fact is, we are peculiar people, so every minute, every minute characteristic must be so unique that no one should be able to deny who we truly are. And with that said, we cannot eat common people food. A lot of the things that we deem as a delicacy and we weigh so much on in restaurants are for peasants. The things that are good for us, however, we shun and we throw them away. It continues to get worse throughout our generations. We die quicker, and if we live long, we are afflicted with diseases and obesity. I used to eat these things, love the taste, but after seeing in the Bible that it should not be eaten and did actual scientific research, the facts curdled my stomach and they didn't seem all that appetizing anymore. 
you're probably here reading and thinking I'm being melodramatic. But let me point out that history doesn't lie. Let's look at your beloved lobster. Do you really think that it's something special? In the past, it was never so. In an article from 2014 by Erica Schechter wrote about lobsters as poor people food, and also another article by Amalyn McClure at Spoon University says, lobster was also known as the poor man's meal because the overabundance of these guys made it easy for people with no money to get their protein. In fact, these crustaceans were fed to prisoners, apprentices, and slaves. So there. Your so-called delicacy wasn't worth anything back then. Crustaceans were are just sea insects. It's weird how we feel so grossed out by people who live in the East when they eat scorpions and spiders. But here we are in the West eating oceanic versions of those same creatures. Satan has us turned inside out so badly. It's not even funny. Do you know why shrimp and crawfish are referred to as a sea cockroach? They are the same. Shrimps are bottom dwellers who feed on parasites and skin. And anything they find, that they pick off dead animals. This means that every mouthful of scampi you eat comes with digested parasites and dead skin. Lobsters and crabs do the same job of cleaning every mess in the sea. Yahuwah's own garbage collectors. So when you release waste, and more than likely it ends up into the sea, they ingest it and voila, the sea is clean again. Shellfishes as a whole are scavengers. And so are most of the other animals on the unclean list. Don't you see? Spiritual royals cannot eat common food, even worse, by less than amicable animals. Scavengers. Scavengers, organisms that eat trash, feces, and decomposing flesh, anything to survive. We cannot claim ourselves to be pure or offer ourselves as a living sacrifice if what we take into our bodies is contamination. Also, Ever heard of the food chain? So if an animal eats a scavenger, it makes it unclean for us to eat. Just like when a woman is pregnant, whatever she eats, the baby eats. A lot of us will try to justify it by saying the animals we eat are raised sterile and aren't fed on these things. But does it change what they are? Does it? It also doesn't change the fact that Elohim told us not to. Here's an example. What if some farmers raised some sterile cockroaches, spiders, and scorpions? Would we eat them? I'm guessing the answer would still be no. Yahuwah is just looking out for us, but we see these rules as restrictions. All of Elohim's ways are righteous. Now the animals that are not scavengers, they have a different purpose that they serve. And not everything that has breath is for eating. Mind you, I didn't say, I didn't use the word edible. As spiritual royals, we need to stop acting like we're ravenous for every creeping, flying, and swimming thing. We're a little too curious and experimental. I mean, look at the rabbit. It chews cud and is not cloven-footed, but and it's not a scavenger. 
It's actually a herbivore, but it is nothing more than a pet. Also, the rabbit is low in fat and high in protein. It is not something that you can eat casually. If eaten often, you can experience something called protein toxicity, also accurately called rabbit starvation. When the Bible says that you should not touch the carcass, it was talking about the animal being dead. The animal itself is not unclean, but the meat however is. I know some will argue that even some clean animals have the same characteristics as an unclean animal, such as being a scavenger, which I agree would make you wonder, but it all comes down to what their biological makeup is like and what Yahuwah says is clean. I mean, he made them after all, so you would know. Both theologically and logical proof has shown that the origins of these meats are not good. Why do we still fight then against our own inheritance? I know what most believers like to use to defend their unsavory diet. Acts 10 verses 13 to 15. But if we read the entire text and stop taking the verses out of context from Acts 10 verses 10 to 28, then there's no mix-up. Peter's dream was referring to humans. There is also another verse in um, Colossians 2 verses 16 to 17. And I've seen some very interesting interpretations of this, but basically what it really was saying is that we should not let anybody judge us because of any of the food that we refrain from, the Shabbat and the feast we still celebrate, because these are indicators or reminders of what is to come. But the body is of Yahusha, referring to the food. The same Paul talks expressly in 1 Corinthians 8 verses 8 to 13. And there is also the saying that every creature is good and nothing to be refused once you receive it with prayer and thanksgiving. While this is partially biblical, the reading of 1 Timothy 4 verses 3 to 5 is one that points out that the good creature that Paul is referring to is sanctified not just by prayer, but by the word of Yahuwah. If there's only one lawgiver that justifies us, then it is his law about food that will be the only justification of the type of food we indicate. We intake, sorry. Let's not leave things out or twist the word. Romans 13 verse 14 says, But put ye on the Adon Yahusha HaMashiach, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the loss thereof. And Proverbs 23 verses 3 says, Be not desirous of his dainties, for they are deceitful meat. Some of us are so attracted to food in upscale restaurants and beautiful pastries. But do you know what is in those things? Whether we want to believe it or not, there are things that should never enter the body. Even clean animals also have a criteria. Based on Leviticus 7 verses 23 to 27, animals that die of itself, whether of disease, hazard, or old age, and animals that were torn to pieces by other animals or possibly a vehicle, are not to be eaten. Animals that have died without bleeding is also a no-no. 
I know you will argue that all food can harm you in some way. And while you are right, if any of Yahoo's recommended diet hurts you, it must be because of overindulgence, which Yahua immensely despises. And the handling, which means the quality, care, and preparation. Not a fault of Yahoo's perfectly planned diet. There are also colored dyes that are not for us, which is um, the red number 40, which is made from the cochineal bug, alongside yellow number 5 and number 6, which are made synthetically from ingredients which can cause cancer, which are mostly found in sweets, junk food, sugary drinks, and carbonated drinks. Other things to exclude from the diet are a few of the inward parts such as the kidney, liver, the flesh above the caul, that's the appendage overhang, protrusion, the caudate lobe of the liver of an animal. It's just blood and fat. Which you can also find in the bone of the animal. In Leviticus 3 verses 17 and Leviticus 7 verses 23 to 27 mentions how the perpetual covenant is to be kept by Yahuwah's royal people. We also, in today's society, have become sick frequently and are heavily dependent on medication because we refuse to stick to the royal diet and eat with moderation. Yah has created all the natural remedies for us, but we are so spoiled that if something tastes bad or it isn't processed in some expensive laboratory, which sometimes uses animal and insect products, we think it doesn't and cannot work for us. Doctors and pharmaceutical companies make billions from prescribing and making medicines that cure one illness over time, which means you'll have to purchase multiple doses but causes another illness to affect your body, causing you to have to visit to the doctor and pharmacy again. The truth is, hospitals were made for major injuries and deadly diseases. You do not need to go to the doctor every time you have a minor sickness. Just eat healthy, exercise, be obedient to Yahuwah, and do not be skeptic of medicinal herbs. It's one of the qualities that Rastafarians have because they recognize the importance of Yahuwah's given plants. So do some research about medicinal herbs and avoid pharmacies as much as you can. It might just save your life. Also, and this goes without saying, other things we ingest such as excessive amounts of alcohol, which I must point out that only grape wine is the safest form of alcohol but not to be abused as well. And drugs, which means hallucinogens like weed and other, and other hallucinogens, and narcotics, which is like heroin, meth, etc. And many others that damage our temple in so many ways, sometimes permanently, and in worst cases, we're led to an early grave. In Romans 14 verses 21, the Bible says we are to avoid things that cause us to stumble. We must take heed as spiritual royals and take care of ourselves better.
there are some links here which I'll put in the description where you can take a look at um, some of the research that I've done on these foods. But just keep in mind that whatever Yahuwah says is true. He did not make the rules without carefully thinking about them. He says before one tittle or one jot of his law should fail, heaven and earth has to pass away. So don't listen to anyone, but listen to the word. The word is what is going to be a witness against us if we do not do what it says. So keep healthy and keep holy. Until next time. To check out more of my stuff or to contact me, you can reach me at Facebook at Little Space Kaleidoscope Space Girl or on Instagram at Little underscore Kaleidoscope underscore Girl or on Wattpad at Kaleidoscope the Pen or on my blog on WordPress at Little Kaleidoscope Girl with no spaces. Thank you for tuning in.